What up, what up, everybody? Welcome to another beautiful Friday, another beautiful edition of the Nesson After Hours podcast presented by People's United Bank. Emerson Latzia here with you. Steely Godwin here with you as well. It's good to have the band back together again, Seals. I know, a little hiatus last week, but uh, back in effect, another solid week of NFL action that we're going to be previewing. And with that, I'm just going to go ahead and welcome Will Selva to the After Hours podcast. Hey, hey. what's What's up, Will? (laughs) (laughs) One of the faces of NFL Network and Good Morning Football. Uh, Will, how are things out in LA? Good. I mean, I was waiting for an invite. Literally, I was going to give you the cam slide, like, Come on, why not? <laughs> yeah, that's so great. <laughs> took that long? I mean, really? I'm just glad to be out with you guys. Yeah, well, shout out to our producer, Fred, who uh, has grinded and has used his connections to bring you on, and you're easily the biggest name we've had so far. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Ben. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. You can, you can help us connect the dots and, you know, get another really big-name guest. So we're just going to rely on you to – Make sure to pencil in our next person for next week. Uh, but, Will, a massive uh, week four matchup for Cam Newton and the Patriots. But, uh, I, first of all, I want to hear your thoughts on just Cam's performance through the first three weeks of his new start here in New England. What are your thoughts? Uh, I loved what I've seen from Cam Newton. And you really think about how he has felt more and more comfortable each week. One of the things that people don't think about when they think of, of Cam Newton is that if he goes to the sideline and talks to Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and said, hey, what play are we going to run? If it was Tom Brady, Tom Brady could say, oh, yeah, remember that play that we did in 2018, week seven? And Cam Newton doesn't even have a mastery of the offense, and he's playing really well. Also, he is trying to really build that chemistry with a lot of the guys that he has there. I mean, he's building chemistry with Isaiah Zuber, you know, and JJ Turner. And just imagine this guy with more weeks to absorb the playbook. And then you look at the way teams play him. The Raiders, if you look back at that tape, they had the ends out wide because they were so scared. They were trying to protect that edge because of Cam. And then what ends up happening is he hands it out to Sony Michelle and he busts it right through. Oh. And that's the kind of threat that he brings and makes them the most efficient running attack in the NFL right now. Yeah, they, they, he has like defenses almost guessing. They're, they're on their toes. What's this team look like if Tom Brady's still on it right now? Like, with this offense, with the players on this team, are the Patriots 2-1 and one with Tom Brady? I, I would find that hard to believe just because this dimension, again, that Cam brings is unlike anything they've had in this offense before. I mean, Tom Brady, obviously he's a legend and no one can replace him, but Cam Newton has done a pretty good job of it. And I know for McDaniels to have a guy like this, it opens up the playbook to so sure. many different possibilities. And you see the way that Cam is running. I mean, the guy is running the ball downfield and he's running hard and he's trying to shed tackles and he looks healthy to me. And I think that is the one thing that's keeping these defenses on their toes. And it's been fun to watch. Yeah, it's been keeping all these defenses really humble. Um, and But with him being the leading rusher in the first week, that was a little bit scary because you yeah. want to see a little bit more from their running back core. And also, like you said, he's healthy, but we don't want him to get hurt all of a sudden with all the carries he had. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's a big week for him. I, week two against Russell Wilson, that was another huge week, and that was a winnable game. So how Absolutely. can the Patriots threaten the Chiefs, the, the new dynasty that's the Kansas City Chiefs? How can they be successful against them this week? Honestly, it's like I feel like Patrick Mahomes is the Walter White where he is saying to his wife in Breaking Bad, I'm not in danger. I am the danger. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I feel uh, Patrick Mahomes is to the rest of the NFL. If you notice the plays that they run, those are plays that a team holds on to for a special occasion. Right. Those are the gadget plays that you save later on and you and you break the glass in case of an emergency. And the way Mahomes is back in the pocket and he just waits a beat for those receivers to get open. If you looked on Monday night and you saw Nicole Hartman go way past uh, Marcus Peters there and Peters had him up front. But because Mahomes is waiting and waiting and waiting and he has him open. And that is tough to do. That's why somebody like Bill Belichick, I think he's going to have something up his sleeve. I do think he's going to have something for Patrick Mahomes. And I think the blueprint is that 2018 AFC Championship game, at least that first half, where Mahomes looked just befuddled. He didn't know what to do. Obviously, second half, he went crazy. And they probably lost that game because of a coin toss. But you saw that... There is something that you can do to at least slow him down. Yeah, we saw what the Chargers did against him just a couple weeks ago, too. Kind of of made him look like a normal quarterback, a regular human being. He's a human. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) oh, my God, he's not a robot. So do the Patriots look and see what the Chiefs just did against Lamar Jackson and use that to build a blueprint for how to use Cam Newton in this game? I think so. I think that um, uh, right now, if you look at what happened with Lamar Jackson, and this has been the knock with the Ravens, is that they know how to get to you first with their quick style rushing attack, but they don't know how to play from behind. And then you're forcing them to throw a lot. And for the, for, for say the defense of the Patriots, What I would be concerned for them is that secondary, because if you see how they are throwing at Gilmore right now, they are not afraid at all. We saw right this. He doesn't look like the defensive player of the year right now. He just no. I mean, they're testing him. He's getting beat. I mean, he's in coverage. He's they're just making. I mean, Russell Wilson was just on point. His throws were just that good. Gilmore was in position. He was. He was, and and he's been targeted 15 times. He already has three uh, pass interferences called against him. Last year, he had one, and he was starting to show a little bit of that struggle towards the end of last year. So what I'm concerned about is this secondary against Mahomes historically plays 56% of the time man-to-man. And I think that's just really dicey. I think you you can play man-to-man to to a certain point, and they got to mix in the zone because these receivers and these weapons are just so fast. Yeah, it's uh, not pick your poison, pick your death, kind of, right. when it comes yeah. to the Kansas City Chiefs. No, it is. It's true. It's true. But, but I do think, though, though, Bill Belichick, I mean, I, honestly, I think he's, he's – see, this is why I'm spending too much time with my Good Morning Football brethren, because I, <laughs> the pop culture stuff starts to come in my head. I, I, I think of, like, Ramsey Bolton talking to Theon in, 
in Game of Thrones and saying, oh, you know, if you think there's going to be a happy ending, then you haven't been paying attention. I, I do think that for, for Belichick, this, this is a, a, a big deal for him to scheme something. And if they can pull this off, then you feel like there's hope that somebody, anybody can beat the Chiefs in the NFL because I don't see anybody else doing it. I mean, do like, you think who that the Patriots have the best chance then? Is that what you're saying here? I'm saying up to this point, up to this point, yeah. If you look at the rest of the schedule, okay, maybe the Chargers. I, I, I mean, tell me, who would be that team that really jumps out at you where you think could beat them or slow I them like, down? Who, but who do you take away if, if you're the Patriots? You know, Bill Belichick has a good history of taking away, like, Tyree Kill and then, like, Travis Kelsey. But then you got Clyde Edwards-Elair, this rookie running back, so they finally have, like, an this established running back. I don't know, like, what you do. Is this just about the Patriots keeping up right now instead of actually trying to stop? I, I think, you know what? You nailed it, Emerson. I think that, and I'm sure people have echoed that sentiment, is that if you look at uh, Patrick Mahomes' career win-loss record, it is 31-8, and eight, including the playoffs. Now, when you take into consideration this stat, this is the part that's fascinating. He's 5-6. and six, when the KC offense has the ball 27 minutes or less. So obviously playing keep away is going to be the key yeah. here. And that goes back mm -hmm. to the point of Cam and that rushing attack is they have to, to attack that defense because Kansas City's defense is 30th against the run. So I think that is where it's going to be at is trying to milk the clock and keep Mahomes on the sidelines. Yeah, hold that ball for as long as humanly possible. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. That's, yeah. the best, that's the best offense you have at this point. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned Lamar Jackson a little bit earlier. 0-3 um, against his QB counterpart. Still hasn't won a playoff game. Uh, which one would be a bigger deal for him? Getting a win over Patrick or winning a postseason game? I think a postseason game is the uh, ticket for him just because he has to prove himself because – at some point in time, you can say, hey, that's great. You won the MVP. Hey, that's great that you broke Michael Vick's record. Hey, that's great that you racked up all these yards. But people want to see him take the next step. And that next step for him is to not only make the playoffs, but advance deep in the playoffs. And that's what, unfortunately, all these players are measured by. Everybody who talks about rings and playoff appearances is always going to be Lamar Jackson is good. Yeah, but. So that but. Think, that but. Know, yes, yes. I think that's it. I think that's it. He's really, right. really got to overcome that. Yeah, well, we saw what the Titans were able to do against Lamar Jackson in the playoffs last year, absolutely running over him. The Titans won't be running over anybody this weekend. The Titans yeah. game – will not be played against the Steelers because of now 11 total cases between players and uh, team personnel with COVID-19. How do you feel the league is handling this? Well, it's now up to 13. 13. So, so it's been 13 since wow. okay. uh, Sunday. Two more it, this morning. It, that's okay. right. And, and right. it's literally been a, a fluid situation with this. I think that uh, the NFL, for the most part, has handled this extremely well, as well as they could. You know, there definitely were some hiccups along the way. Remember the false positive with Matthew Stafford, then there were those 70, uh, 77 um, positive oh, yeah. tests. 
that uh, felt that messy team. at the time. E exactly. So that was the biggest thing. And they were on a good little run, but they anticipated this being the case. They knew that they would have to build in these sort of safeguards for something like this happening. They don't want to have a situation like the Marlins had in baseball. And that's why they built in the time where they'll probably move that game to uh, week seven, which would probably yeah. make the most sense. And the other thing is if there are more positive tests for the Titans, then the game that they have next with Buffalo could be in jeopardy as well. So that's- I haven't even thought about that. Like yeah. if, if these tests keep popping up, you know, putting like, a second straight game in, in jeopardy? Yeah, it's wow. like eight straight right. days of positive test, eight straight days. So it, yeah. is this the end of the outbreak? We don't know. We, we don't know. And here's the thing is like with the Vikings, they've had no positive tests. They've That's opened up their facilities. And what they're doing is these point of care rapid tests. And so they're doing them now at the facility. They may end up doing it uh, before a game as well. They're now wearing masks, et cetera, uh, during practices. And so the, the NFL is also trying to lay the smackdown on the coaches that don't adhere to wearing the masks. They've also now threatened the forfeiture of draft choices, and they've also threatened suspension as well. So listen, it's not going to be perfect. It's just, it's not going to be perfect. And the chief medical officer for the NFL, Dr. Alan Sills, had said, you know, these tests are really a measuring stick right? This is a measuring stick. It's not set in stone. This is the best that we can do right now. Yeah. It's not necessarily about keeping the, the virus out. That's like nearly impossible to do. Yeah. It's, a, it's about like if it penetrates like your team and your, and your league and the league, it's about reducing like the, the spread of it right now. Yeah. And you have the incubation period too. And that's the reason why everybody's kind of on pins and needles about okay, what other tests are coming out? Because if there's a, a two more positive tests coming out on Friday, remember this incubation period is three to seven days. And so right now the NFL is holding its collective breath that the Vikings keep coming back with negative tests. Otherwise, that's where the problem comes in to, to real focus because then you're talking about the transmission issues between teams. Yeah, as we're seeing all this unfold, then there's the Raiders over there throwing a fundraiser on Monday. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they've already been fined for not wearing masks already. And then that happens. Um, what's, what's, what's the deal with the, the Raiders? The NFL is, is definitely looking into what happened earlier this week. Yeah, yeah, they're talking to the NFL and the NFLPA. And you see, you know, Derek Carr taking photos. And this is for Darren Waller's uh, charity. And the country club that actually hosted this event, uh, they were fined uh, because what is also happening is that you're breaking, you know, local uh, rules as well, you know, in city rules. So it's not just the NFL that you're worried about. It's like you're, you're breaking <laughs> the, the rules at the local level too, Celie. What are you doing, Raiders? What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, because you're going to ruin it for everybody else, right? It's like, I, I get it. It's like, some believe you don't want to wear masks. Some believe, hey, I think I'm in the clear. I'm good. But as we're seeing it unfold from the news coming out of Washington, no, one's, no one is able to be uh, uh, invincible yeah. from this.
you know? Well, well and, I think that's that's definitely why Mike Vrabel's like, yo, no one's to blame here. That this like is a right. pandemic. Cause like going back to what I said moments ago, this virus doesn't care about your season. This virus no. like doesn't care about your team or players or whatever. It's just gonna kind of float around. I mean the the thing that's that's <laughs> top though, Emerson and Seeley, is that you know, you have a team like the Steelers, and it's like if you have you put your backpack on and you got all your goodies inside of your lunchbox and you're going to school and you realize, oh, wait a second, it's Saturday morning, okay? And right now the Steelers are like, okay, hey, we're going to be preparing for a game right now. Oh, wait a second, now we're not. Now we have a bye week. And now they have their bye week in week four. And it's not ideal because now they have 13 straight weeks and they're a lot of football. A break. Yeah, a lot of football. We saw the 49ers where they had a, a bye week in uh, week four last year, and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. So it's possible, but it, it really uh, shortchanges these, these bye weeks for these guys. Didn't, um, did, did the Bucks have their week one also? Wasn't it like 2018 because of a hurricane? Did they end up playing 16 straight games that season too? You know what? I'm not, uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I, I can't remember off the, I can't remember off the top of my head either. Like I, I'm not put, I'm not putting you on the spot here. I just thought that maybe yeah. they ended up having to play a long stretch of consecutive weeks as well. But but Mike Emerson, Tomlin thanks, thanks for doing that. Like, um, <laughs> Celia, I needed I needed a, a lifeline. There. Where were you? I mean, I you're a phone a friend. You got a phone a friend. I've just been told if I don't know, don't say anything. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know this. Emerson's pulling out the stat out of you know wherever, and uh, I'll just be like, okay. Because I don't know, and that's, that's okay. What I'm here for guys, you don't know. <laughs> um, I, I I do want to ask you: Did you watch the game last night? I know it's really riveting to watch zero and three teams go head to head, but uh, did you catch that Broncos Jets game last night? The overhit, the overhit last night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, I did watch it. Uh, obviously, it airs on NFL Network, so Seal. Of course, I have to. I have to watch it. Uh, Make your bosses happy. Nice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and so, yeah, I watched that game. And listen, everybody's going to be piling on the Jets, and it's going to be justified. They looked so undisciplined on defense. And this is the Greg Williams tough guy defense that he plays. And it looks bad. And listen, everybody wants their pound of flesh from Adam Gase. And I don't know what's the alternative. If he's not coaching the team, then guess who is going to be? Greg Williams. So it's not going to be any better. They just have a lot of questions uh, that need to be answered. It's like, what are they going to do with Sam Darnold? They're likely going to have that top pick. And then what are you going to do? Are you going to go for Trevor Lawrence? Is he going to be the, the answer there, right? And then you got the draft capital they got from the Jamal Adams trade. And so it just, the, the, they're just such a mess. And it's like, yeah, you know, Brett Rippon coming in and doing his thing. It just, ugh, it's just, yeah, it was, just, it was just sad to see. And then Donald comes out, then he comes back in after he was hurt, and we see he's got shoulder injury. So it was, uh, it was not good all the way around uh, at all. But we do have the Bucks coming up, playing up against the uh, Bears next Thursday night football. So, so Seeley and, and Emerson, we got to pump it. that one up. Start out. Um, Start are out. The, uh, speaking of that, are the Bears the, the biggest surprise when you look at team, all teams that are 3-0 and right now? I think they especially, do. Especially with Nick Foles last year. What was that, like three, four-quarter touchdowns or something? It's, it's insane. Yeah, and, and you think that he came off the bench to do it, and they were down by 16 points, and he was pinpoint perfect. 
I've never heard one bad thing in covering the NFL about Nick Foles. I mean, everywhere that he's been, Philadelphia, with the Rams, he's, he's gotten along with everybody. And he is ideal for the RPO. He just is. Mitch Trubisky just makes too many inconsistent throws and reads. We're yeah. like, yes, he finally has it. Nope, 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 no, he nope. Can't. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot of yes, 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 no, no, no throws from him that uh, he just is not, he's just not consistent enough. So the fact that they pulled the trigger this fast, and we've had guys like Tariq Cohen on the show say, oh yeah, no, Mitch is our guy. He's in, you know, he's been taking this seriously. And it's like, I feel like every time we have a bear on Good Morning Football, they almost have to justify how good Mitch Trubisky is doing with this program. Yeah. It's like, guys, don't force it. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah. right through you. Yeah, it just it's kind of, it kind of feels like I'm in love with you. You know, it's like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Mm-hmm. you know, so, I feel um, like- yeah, so to see Nick Foles out there, I just like the dark visor. We were talking about it on the show. We loved the fact that he was rocking the dark visor as a quarterback. Not many pull that off. No. Not many do. That's like a uh, running back look. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Very it stealthy. Is. Guys, I have a, I do have some minor breaking news. I've done 30 seconds of research, and it was Hurricane Irma that forced the Bucks and the Dolphins in week one in 2017. There they you flushed, go. There you go, guys. This is all I had to do was prep for the show. I decided to save it for 25 minutes into the show. But, yeah, they played 16 straight games without a bye in 2017, the Dolphins. 30 the seconds of research. That's, that's all you need, right? And well, yeah. listen, I have an excuse. I have a puppy now in the house, and that is my number one priority. My, <laughs> wife, my wife moves to number two, and then research for the podcast moves to, like, number 11. I, I can't believe you're admitting that out loud. Yeah, well, she's not home right now, and she won't listen to this podcast. So that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to send this podcast to her. No, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I don't know, Will, if you've ever heard of this, this game called Kiss, Mary Kill. Kiss, Mary Kill? I think I have heard of that I game. mean, it's, it's, it's self-explanatory. It sounds so dangerous. We haven't played it on Good Morning Football, though. We've played every other game conceivable. <laughs> it's show, true. But not that one. <laughs> okay, well, maybe this is one you guys can bring to your show. So it's pretty simple. I'm going to give you three options. You're going to pick who you're going to kiss, who you're going to marry, who you're going to kill. All right? Okay. Bill's. Giants, Jets. Let's just let's just make it all New York right now. Ooh, wow. Um, I am going to kiss because I'm going to to passionately kiss the Bills, Ooh, but everybody else. I mean, I think it'd have to be like like it'd have to be like a side kiss or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like the way I teams. like the way I kiss my aunt. You gotta go. Yeah, like a grandma or something. <laughs> yeah, like grandpa, get the nipple away. Like, you know. Oh, or you do it the last second. You go like this, and you just flip <laughs> it over. You know. <laughs> All right. So, who are you gonna marry? Uh, boy, I, if I, I I would I would marry the Bills. Uh, I I just I want to marry the Bills because I like Josh Allen. Uh, we've talked about it. he's a cantaloupe farmer. He's 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 got uh, an arm, and I think a strong arm is is sexy. Um, yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, <laughs> fine. It's fine. For the purposes of this game, for the purposes, it's a safe, of this it's game, a safe place okay? here. It's a safe place. <laughs> yes. So, so I, I think, and also because we were talking about the the Patriots too. You know, the Patriots have to win against KC to keep up with the Bills. 
So yeah, if I'm, I'm going to be married, I'm going to be hitched to this guy. I, I'm, I'm right or dying with this guy. Okay. So the Jets is you're going to kill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's, I mean, really, I mean, that's, that's just, uh, end him, finish him. Yes. Yes. It, it, it's just, um, that's, that's, yeah, I think I've explained it. It's, it's, I'm already flummoxed talking about it because I can pile on so hard uh, on the Please right now. Go for it. This is like Emerson said, it's a safe space. It's a safe Say space. what you feel in your heart. Come yes. Here. No, I just, it's, it, they're a mess right now. They really are yeah. a mess and they need help and they don't know what they're going to do with, with, uh, Sam Darnold, I think, you know, Adam Gase has proven if you talk to those Miami fans and you say like, hey, can you believe Gase? They're like, yeah, hold my beer. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. Dolphins fans get it. They get it. So, yes, kill, kill, kill on, on the Jets. Uh, what's your favorite part of working on this morning show? Like, you know, every morning with this gang, because it, it just seems like you guys all have this incredible chemistry. You're always having fun. You keep it light. So what is your favorite part? My favorite part is honestly, I have no idea what they're going to throw at me. <laughs> I have no idea what we're going to be talking about when they come to me, when they come out of me, when they ask me a part of a skit. I truly have no idea. When I first started on the, on the um, show, it was funny because the one that I've known the longest is Nate because we work together here in LA. And, um, you know, he, he got the job and I said, hey, hey, good luck with, you know, today's show uh, football. And he's like, well, come on, it's good morning football. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right, take Get care, Get it right, Nate. man. <laughs> right? So, yeah, take care, Nate. And then, like, two days later, they said, hey, Will, what would you think about being on this show? Whoops. And so we're doing rehearsals. We're doing, you know, two days worth of rehearsals. And I just remember, you know, we're doing the, the A block and I'm listening because they haven't gotten to me yet. I'm like oh my God, this is going to be the end of my career. And so and I'm like, you know what? Bleep it. Um, I'm going for it. It's, it was literally like I'm going up that um, roller coaster and I'm just like putting the thing over and you hear the slow clicks going up. Tick, 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 tick. And I just like put the hands up, hang on for dear life. And it's the unpredictability. And I have, <laughs> yes. And I have such a fun relationship with all of them. It's like Kay is my little sister. You know, Kyle and I, we were born on the same day. You know, oh. we love Boogie Nights. We like grunge. You know, with Peter, we talk about 90s obscure basketball players like Bimbo Coles and Kevin Willis, you know. And with Nate, we talk about, you know, all kinds of stuff. We talk about you know, uh, hip hop, we talk about just how our families are doing and, and we joke around about a lot of things, you know? And so when I, when I am with them, I, I, I always feel like so fortunate because people think like, dude, your schedule sucks. Uh -huh. It's awful. You know, cause I get up at, at one in the morning, but. Because again, you're in LA, everyone listening, yes. if you missed the top of the show, you're in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and listen, my kids have to tuck me uh, into bed. You know, I go to bed before <laughs> my kids do. It's like they're reading you uh, a bedtime story. How old are your kids <laughs> that are tucking you in? So they are 10 and 7. Okay. okay yeah, they can definitely yeah. tuck you they in. They can do that. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and they, and, and you know, and my son is so loud, where it's like I hear, I'm trying to sleep, and I hear the th -th 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 through the house of him running through. It's like, dude, your, your old man's trying to 
you know, get some. It's like you, you just talked me in. Like, you <laughs> don't realize what you just did here. The baby is asleep. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like you know, it's like, and this has been happening for for over four years, and we just moved, and just like now being in the in in the garage. So it's just like it's created this funny um, kind of dynamic where where it's like people don't really get what we do. <laughs> so no, it, no. It, it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun, you know. Especially doing all this remotely, man. It, yeah. What a, what a, what a beast! What a beast! I know. To have to do remotely. Remotely from yeah. your garage, correct? Yeah. yeah, remotely from my garage. That's uh, unfinished currently. Just has one wall that's soundproof. Uh, the rest there is um, a couple of uh, doors. There are some screen windows and some garment boxes with my suits. And I come in here and I open up the garage, you know, and I literally sneak in and, you know, and it's like when there's breaking news and I'm, I'm eating my oatmeal, it's like, okay, I got to go to the bat cave. You know, it's like, all right, kids, I got breaking news. And my kids see me cruising around. It's like, I'm wearing like, you know, flip flops and, and shorts. And then I've got makeup on and I'm wearing, you know, a tie and a shirt. So th there's got to be some issues there, I think. Uh, down the road for them. I, would have I really wish like you're the, the clothing version of the mullet. <laughs> Business yeah. on top, party on bottom. I just really wish, I wish your garage was like underneath your like master bedroom and like you had to slide down like a fire pole. Like when there's breaking news, like the alarm goes off, you get out of bed and your kids are like, hey, I just tucked you in. You're like, there's breaking news. And you slide on down there into the chair. Well, well, it's like when the show is then off air, then I'm around to do the breaking news. And so, you know, I've had some doozies, you know, I've had the COVID-19 outbreak. I've had, you know, the, the chargers moving from San Diego to LA. I mean, I've, I've had some biggies on my watch where then I'm just doing then the whole show for three hours and I'm just tap dancing and, yep. you know, doing it that way off the top of my head. And that's fun too, because, it's like how we're doing this, this podcast. It's like, we're just kind of going to see where it goes. Well, I think we've reached the end of the road on this podcast, as a matter of fact. Will Selva, you have been phenomenal. Thank you so much for, for hanging out with, with Celia and I. We'd love to have you back you know, later down the road, especially if, like, once things start to normalize a little bit in the league. I don't know. I really like his garage setup. <laughs> yeah yeah well that's our only requirement is next time you join us you must do it again from the garage because now it's a tradition here with us <laughs> it, it will be it will be from the garage and i mean this is i think the first podcast that i've done from this garage so history you know you guys you guys <laughs> you, you 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 circle of trust you you're good awesome brother well thanks well all right thanks guys appreciate it appreciate you <laughs>